Hey guys, you're tuning in to Jen's Crazy Corner. And today, I saw a post and it made me think because it said, people over here feeling sorry for DMX and his addiction problem that led to his death. But keep that same energy for the addict that's struggling to survive that's near you, you know, in your life or whatever. And I get it. DMX is a rapper, uh, was, was a rapper, may he rest in peace. And he's not part of our personal lives, but yet everybody shows empathy for him, his fans, but he was also human and he did also have people in his life that could have helped him. We don't know what they have attempted to do in his life. He's been in and out of rehab himself, okay? Um, you can't say, um, you know, because there was a lot of videos, you know, after someone passes, like, of this caliber, someone with this uh, this much uh, stardom um, and recognition around the world, people tend to, you know, all these celebrities popping up the woodworks with videos. Oh, so um, all his, all these people saying that uh, they knew him and they love him and all that stuff, but don't even call him. Um, and it's like, it's like that's they're doing that for clout. They're doing that for recognition and all of that stuff. Because bottom line, point of the matter is, you don't know what people have personally done no one has to call an individual and be like oh hey i called the individual and i re- told them that they should go to rehab because you know they have a problem you know i'm helping i was trying and he denied me like you nobody have to go and report to other people what they've done and that's the problem with today's society and that's the problem with this world you always do some, something or receive something and you don't have to show the world hey i'm doing good i'm i'm a I'm a good person. Hey, I'm donating $1,000 to charity. Oh, look, I'm donating these sneakers. Like, you don't have to do that. If you want to do good, just do good. You don't always have to put it out there. But it is good inspiration to see people donate and do charitable work. And that's great. I get it. But in a personal level of a matter with addiction, you're nobody going to advertise. Hey, you know, today I, I told this guy he should do this and do that and all that stuff. So we don't know what happened in the lives of 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 the MX. No one knows who tried to help him. Whatever is spilled through the media, that's what we know. We don't know how many people have tried. We don't know how many times he's tried to stop. We don't know. We only know as much as the media allowed us to know, as much as he allowed the media to know. Okay. And from personal experience, not that, I, you know, not me personally, but me knowing people in my life and my personal life who've suffered from addictions, you could help them out. You can talk to them till your face turns blue. You could tell them how much they are loved, how much you love them, how much you'll be there for them to help them. But at the end of the day, the decision is fully theirs. And they'll stop for a while because they feel like they got the support of the world on them. It's the moment that you are not there where you are living your life thinking that you have accomplished your goal in saving that person. Okay. 
when that person is alone and living their own life and they pass through an ordeal, um, they're going through their life, all right, as a recovering addict. And so I'm just giving an example. They're living their life and something happens where someone made them feel small or they lost their job or something triggered a memory of some sort and they get triggered and then they go and they turn to their drug of choice their addiction of choice because it doesn't necessarily have to be drugs this is the problem everybody has some sort of addiction okay all right whether it's gossiping whether it's sex whether it's heroin coke marijuana LSD, Molly's, Xanax, Klonopins, well, Robitussin. What other drug is out there that, that people could have addictions with? So many drugs, so many drug choices, many, okay? So people can't, you know, it, it, that, that bothers me where people say, oh, such as such as a drug addict, da 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 da. Okay, they may be addicted to drugs, but what's your addiction? You have one, you just don't know it. Everybody has some sort of addiction. They hide it pretty well from the world. Some, you know, as far as drug addicts are concerned, when they get addicted, you can really tell. You can tell. You can physically tell that they're an addict of some sort sometimes. But just because you don't see it on a person doesn't mean that they don't have an addiction. That person right there that looks like a beautiful lawyer or a handsome uh, paramedic or whatever the case or whoever. Oh, they, they, they could never be a drug addict or any kind of addict because they look so good. But guess what? They secretly are gossipers to the point where they cannot have a conversation with someone else without gossiping. That's an addiction. Okay. Okay. Or they sniff glue or hairspray. That's an addiction. They sniff permanent markers. That's an addiction. Get too high. But um, permanent marker is not labeled as a drug. Or glue isn't labeled as a drug. Or Robitussin is labeled as a pharmaceutical drug that people has made it into a get high type of drug. But nobody can really tell. You can't really tell someone's a Robitussin drug addict. A, ro- a robotism addict, right? Or a hairspray addict. Sometimes you can if they do it for, prolong, um, for a prolonged period of time. But back to helping an addict. So you leave them and they're living their life and they get triggered. And they turn to their drug of choice. Now they're in a relapse, right? They took the drug. They're home. They're getting high. You call them to check in on them. Hey, what's going on? And you hear the highness in their voice. And you think to yourself, oh, this weak ass individual. I just left them. They were doing so good. Why? What the hell happened? Sometimes you don't even ask what the hell happened. You just say, oh, drug addict. I try to help you and this is what you do. I'm not giving you no money. And the third. Barking down their throats. But what you don't know. You know, it's what they're personally going through. Now, I get it. We can't be there 24-7 holding the person's hand. 
And we can't be there 24-7 to make sure that they're staying in line. And we can't be there 24-7 to conversate with them, to, to understand what their triggers are. And this is what I'm trying to get at. We don't know what happened. Everything is through the media. For all we know, it wasn't even drug overdose. Because from several articles that I've read, the lawyer and a couple of other people were saying they they everybody's saying it's overdose, but we don't really know. So I don't know at this point. They're trying to, you know, they say it's an overdose, but who knows? Really, he was at home. When it happened, they found him. Whatever. You understand? You have but um if it was, like I said, back to let's just say, okay, it was. Okay, let's just say that's what it was. Like I said, people have all these speculations as far as, oh, well, no one was around to help him. No, they could have stopped him. They could have, no, if a drug addict has a habit and they can't stop it, because sometimes their habit grows, their habit goes deep in their roots, some of them. Some addicts are new addicts and you could probably help the newer addicts you know, and stop them because it's not, they're not, it's not something that they've been doing for all their life. But when it comes to someone who's, that's all they know, that's all they, anytime something bad or a trigger or they want to feel good, they turn to this type of addiction of theirs. That's what they know. It's like a bad cigarette habit too. You go, you sit in there, you, you're watching a movie, uh, the frustration of them not like, you know, something happening or whatever, and you go and you're like, oh, I need a cigarette. You grab a cigarette. Or you're watching a movie and you see the actor smoking a cigarette. You go, oh, man, the trigger. I want a, I want a cigarette. Or you um, listen to the song and it gets you feeling kind of angry or whatever. Oh, I need a cigarette. Or you're sitting there having a glass of wine and you're like, oh, I need a cigarette. The same way that type of habit is, is the same way an addict has a habit and, and certain triggers in their life or what they do um, makes them want to grab it, makes them want to grab their habit and their and their choice of drug and do it. And it sucks. Sometimes the, the person who's struggling with the addiction wants help and can't seem to get out of this cycle. And some of them take your advice and some of them stay clean and some of them stay and keep at it and fight this demon within themselves to not touch it again. And then you have those who fall, those who have a circle of people in their life, a circle that you know about and a circle that you don't know about. And you help that individual get clean. But guess what? They go on their block, their old block. They run into some friends. Hey, oh yeah, I'm about to get a hit. You want some? Uh, no, 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 I'm not doing that no more. Oh, you, you think you're better than us? Oh, uh, uh, you know what? Yeah, I haven't done it in a while. Just take a little bit. I know that I'm strong enough to stop it eventually. Boom, back up to the cycle. Sometimes you need to cut people off who are bad influences. And sometimes it's hard to do that when your circle is all intertwined and connected. The world is so small, believe it or not, the world is a small place. You may think that you're moving to a different state and a different place and a different whatever. And you say, oh, I'm not going to meet nobody from my past. Well, guess what? You're in a store, in a grocery store, buying milk in a whole different new state. 
and you see something like, "Hey, don't I know you from somewhere? You used to live in the in the in in Brooklyn. Oh, I went to school over there. Blah 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 blah." blah. Believe it or not, they'd be like, oh, snap, I didn't even recognize you. Small world. Those are the type of small world situations that happen often than not that you don't, you're not aware of. People meet other people from their childhood, many other miles, miles, miles away from where they originally met them. And it's a small world. Same thing with, with these situations. You try to get yourself away from a group and then you become... You're still in the group because they're like, oh, you remember Miles? You remember? Oh, he's my son's godmother. So, I mean, godfather. Or you remember, you know, Pamela? Well, you know, me and her, we had three kids. Oh, wow. You know, and somewhere in that circle is bound to be a temptation with your addiction. And, all, and, it, all, and, and it all goes to you. And it all goes to you and your strength. And sometimes you're weak. And it's okay. It's okay. It sucks. But it's okay. Some people are not as strong. But, but what I'm trying to get with this is. Point of matter is you can help and help an individual. But if they don't or they can't help themselves. What can you do? When you have your own life to live. You can aid them. You can call them and remind them how important it is for them to stay in line. You can call them, a phone call, yeah, da da da, email, da da da. You can make them feel good, come visit from time to time. But bottom line, nine out of ten times you're not going to be with them all the time. Nine times out of ten it's their free will. So, again, when people want to talk hot garbage about how you're not involved in someone's life to keep them out of trouble, unless they are your child, and unless they're in your everyday circle, like everyday living situation, you cannot ensure that that person will stay out of that type of trouble, that type of addiction uh, situation. But you can be a support system. But sometimes when a support system is so far away, it's like they're not going to catch me. They're not going to. They're not going to be able to stop me. And if I just do it this one time, by the time I see them again, I'll be clean. But this is going back to everything I always talk about on my shows. Just because you have an addiction, it don't make you a bad person. It makes you a person with an addiction, a person with something that you're fighting for to fix in your life. And so, like I said, going back to many other episodes that I said, um, you could... You can have an addiction, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a bad person. It just means that you're going through something in your life that you have to fight more than so. You have to fight demons within yourself that um, that other people don't have to, you know, or that other people don't want to. Because like I said, uh, an addiction could come in many different forms. An addiction can come in many different forms. It doesn't have to necessarily mean a drug addiction. And if you you sit down and you think, do I have an addiction? And, and you go down the list of, well, do I like something so much that I can't be without it? Do I have it every day? Do I do it every day? Is that habitual for me? And you start to think, damn, I do. Or damn, could this be an addiction? 
And if you have to think to yourself and say, well, I do it every day. I could live without it, but I like to spend money on it. Then chances are that you do have a slight to a full-blown addiction on that matter. And it's up to you whether it's something that, that is negatively impacting your life. Then you have the option to change it. And congratulations to you. Some people can change their addiction, can change it, can stop it, can minimize it. But others are not that fortunate. It only takes one time, one time in your life to try a drug. And we're talking about narcotics now. Um, it, it, it only takes one time of one narcotic to get addicted. And the backstory to DMX's story was that when he was like 14, 15 years old, the guy that he started rapping with, someone influential in his life, had given him a laced blunt. A laced blunt with um, crack. Who gives a teenager crack? And it only takes one time. Some people have um, traits within themselves that make them more susceptible to becoming an addict. Um. If it's like, let's say alcoholism, right? It runs in your family. And what and people say, alcoholism can't run in your family. Well, guess what? Your great, great, great grandfather was addicted to alcohol. And then his son was addicted to alcohol. And his son was addicted to alcohol. And your father fancies alcohol. But you know what? Had the willpower to stop drinking. Guess what? You as that father's, um, that man's child is susceptible to becoming addicted faster than someone who didn't have any history of alcoholism in their family. So, you know, these are just things to think about. Stop criticizing people with addictions. You might have your own. Um, Stop jumping into conclusions that people have not tried to help people with addictions because I know for sure in my life we've, uh, we have a family member and we've tried to help that individual become a better person. And for a long time, that person has been in and out of, um, so sobriety. And then they have their relapse plenty of plenty, plenty of times. Again, they've been in and out of the hospitals. We've thought we almost lost the individual and the individual manages to survive each time. And it's like, we've learned to just be like, you know what? It is what it is. That's what they want to do. I can't spend the rest of my life making sure that that individual is not doing something bad. And as it sounds messed up, but this is coming from over 20 attempts. Over 30 attempts. And then eventually family members and friends just say, you know what? It is what it is. We've tried numerous of times in our own life to help you. And you seem to take the, the help. And then fall back into it. Sometimes you can help an individual and other times you can't. Sometimes it's because they're so deep in their addiction, you can't turn them back around into to sobriety. Or sometimes that they're like, you know what? I'm a grown ass person. I could do my own choices. I can make my own decisions and no one's going to stop me from being who I am. And sometimes you can't change that mindset. But if you're very lucky, you can help someone change their life around. And that's. You know, sometimes it takes 10 times, sometimes it takes 20. But eventually, if it's becoming a thing where every time you try to help them, they end up right back in the same situation and it's been 30 years or, you know, or so, you think to yourself, I mean, I can't help you. You have to help yourself. 
sometimes. You could be supportive. You could say, man, that's, that's damaging you. You could remind them how damaging it is. But at the end of the day, they already know. They already know. But like I said, these individuals don't mean that they're bad individuals. So don't ever look at someone beneath you and think, ugh, addict. Ugh, because you never know how they got there. And you don't care. That's the problem is a lot of people don't care how they got there. They just know that they're there and they're bums, so to speak, or they're beneath me. Or they're trash, garbage, or they can't hold down a job because of the addiction. Yeah, it's sad. Help, try to help them. Maybe, maybe they'll be one of the ones that do take your help and do change their life around. But at the end of the day, you may have an addiction of your own. So don't point at people. And don't ever think that you're better than anybody. Um, and I just kind of wanted to talk about that. It bothered me for to read that. Like, keep that same energy with others. And help them out the way you feel so bad about DMX and stuff. And I get it. Yes, you should be sympathetic with people in your own personal life who have addictions. Yes. And you should reach out an arm to them. Yes. But after, like I said, after a while, it, it gets tiring. And it's like a full-time job. And if you can't break through that through to that person, what are you supposed to do? You understand? So anyway, that's my thought of the day for you guys i hope you guys are enjoying your wonderful sunday afternoon and um you guys stay safe always be positive always be you don't let anyone take your shine remember that whatever issues you're going through in your personal life that it's only for a brief small moment and that it will get better until next time guys stay crazy Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to my um, addiction podcast. Um, as always, don't forget, I have a group page, Jen's Crazy Corner. You can join it for exclusive exclusive updates, updates, bizarre news, weird things, and others stuff. Um, you can help support uh, the podcast by donating 99 cents to the podcast, um, become a sponsor, or um, just listen. Listen and spread the word of positivity. And um, yeah, that's all I got to say. All right, you guys, take care. Be safe. If you or someone you know is suffering an addiction, try this helpline, 1-800-662-4357. Try to help. But remember that the person that needs to help themselves is the one struggling with the addiction. And there's only so much you could do. Words of encouragement. Always try to help, but know that your help alone will not get them through this. Be supportive. Again, 1-800-662-4357.